Hey mamas, and welcome to Nutrition for Littles, a podcast dedicated to helping you raise healthy, confident, and independent eaters. I'm Alyssa, your mama in BRD. I'm a registered dietitian and mama of two. I specialize in nutrition and feeding for infants and toddlers. Nutrition is kind of my thing, and I love sharing it. But honestly, the few seconds Instagram gives me on my stories just wasn't cutting it anymore. Join me each week right here as we go deeper and tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby-led weaning, fostering a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. I'll try to be short because mom life, but I plan on giving you real-life tactical advice and answering your actual questions. I will walk you through actionable strategies to help you protect and preserve your child's innate ability to listen to their bodies and eat intuitively. Let's jump right into today's topic. Welcome back to the podcast, you guys. I'm so excited you are here. In today's episode, I'm breaking down the differences and kind of things to look for between choking and gagging. Now, this topic comes up all the time, mostly because most of us use the words interchangeably. So when a little one is gagging, we often call it choking. And when, um, well, yeah, mostly just goes that way. So I want to break it down for you guys and talk about the differences between choking and gagging and what we can do about it and why they are important to discuss. So start off right at the top. Choking is the airway is completely blocked. They are choking. No air is going in or out of their lungs. This is an emergency. Immediately call 911 if you suspect your little one is choking. The best ways to tell if they are truly choking is that they're silent. There's no effective cough. So remember, if they're coughing, then airway is moving back and forth. They might actually start to turn bluish, usually starting around the lips. And just a reminder here with choking, although it is silent predominantly, there might be some small noises. So we just want to see, okay, are these noises that are coming because airway, the airway is blocked or like predominantly blocked, or are they truly having an effective cough and we're just scared, which oftentimes happens to us as mamas. And I am right along with you. Choking is terrifying. I've had several friends who've had to call 911 because of choking. And it is very serious and should be taken very seriously. So first and foremost, when they're choking, we call 911, okay? Now, if they continue to choke and we've called 911, we remove them from the high chair. Yes, we do still strap them in. Some parents have asked me, why would I strap my kid in if they're choking? I don't want to lose precious moments getting them out of the high chair. And the reasoning is, is because when we have them strapped in, they're in the best position that we actually limit the risk for choking. So we decrease that risk factor because they are strapped in, because they are in a proper position. Strapping them in helps them from slouching to one side, which can increase the risk of choking. 
drinking and all those sorts of things. So it's actually far, the benefits far outweigh the risks. So there's time to unbuckle them from the high chair and grab them out of the high chair. We want to look to see um, what's occluding the airway. So we want to take a peek and we do not want to do blind swipes, which is sticking your finger in their mouth and trying to grab whatever's in there out. In doing that, you can actually push, push the object further back in their throat. And it might have been something that was coming back out or it wasn't fully lodged and we just lodged it because we were doing blind swipes. So we don't want to do that. We want to place the baby or the child over your knee, face down, and give them five big back blows between their shoulder blades. Now I'm going to real quick recommend two things here for you. Okay. Because after this, we want to check to see if they're breathing, then roll them back over and continue to repeat until help comes. First of all, this is scary. This got heavy really fast, so I'm really sorry, but it's so, so important for us to know what to do in this situation and to just be aware of choking. Choking happens all the time. Okay. I was a tube feeding dietitian for a long time and choking was something that happened frequently with my patients before they ended up being on a tube. So this is not solely an issue for like, oh, once my child turns five, they're no longer at risk. Everyone is at risk of choking on literally anything that goes in their mouth. Okay. Now there are things that are higher risk, certain foods, certain items, all these things are higher risk, especially something that's smooth and round and slippery and fits, you know, nicely in that little trachea of our little ones or ourselves. So there are higher risk things, but the choke of the choke of risking, <laughs> the risk of choking is never truly eliminated. So we can do everything we can to limit the risk or decrease the risk that true choking eventually happens, but we can never eliminate it. So that being said, knowing that no one is immune from experiencing a situation where their loved one or someone near them is choking, I highly recommend if you do nothing else, if you put your money nowhere else this year, put it towards a CPR class. You will not regret it. And it is truly one of those things that if you get it and you never need it, praise the Lord. Okay. But if you don't get it and you ended up needing it, it's going to be the biggest thing that you regret. So hands down, I highly recommend taking one. You can find them online literally anywhere. I'm going to link my favorite CPR class down below. I actually have a discount code for you guys as well. I don't believe it expires. Um, they'll correct me if I'm wrong on that, but check that out down below. It is an affiliate link just to be fully transparent, but this is a course that I have taken myself. I've actually been gifted several of them, and this is the one that I love the most. I've actually taken all of them, so I'm super certified. Just joking, that's not a thing. But this is my favorite course I've taken. I do highly recommend it or one. I don't care if you use my affiliate marketing or not. I do not care. Take a CPR course, okay? Like I think the Red Cross, I think, takes them online. And if you can do it in person, even better do it in person, but just so you're aware to do that. I will also highly recommend you go check out Shannon Tripp's stories on Instagram. If you don't already follow her, I'm going to try to remember to link her down below as well. She has a highlight completely free to show you what to do. Now, in my opinion, it does not replace full CPR training, but it will give you the basics for free right now. Go check it out. I will link her down below. Okay. So now we know what choking looks like. All right, let's everyone take a deep breath together because our kids are safe and everything's okay. But choking is to be taken seriously, but it is not to be confused with gagging. Now, 
this is where we kind of get in the nitty gritty of (laughs) gagging versus choking. What is gagging? We see our kids gag and we call it choking, but it's actually gagging typically. This is very normal. It's actually a very good thing. Remember, gagging is good. It's usually them coughing, making noises. They might be silent for like a short period of time, followed by noises. They usually get red in the face, their eyes watering, and may actually even vomit up food. So here's the thing with gagging. Why I say gagging is good is because it's actually part of normal development of our little ones, especially while they're babies. Now, to put a quick disclaimer here, (laughs) gagging continuously um, and really never seeing improvement on the gagging is something to be conscious of and talk with your doctor about or see if they need a specialist to come in and take a look at what's going on. But that being said, gagging is perfectly normal and actually quite good. You see, when babies are born and especially around the time that they start salads, their gag reflex is far up on their tongue. Now, we want to encourage that gag reflex to continue to move back further and further back down the tongue and into the throat so it's not so predominant. This is why you see babies push food back out of their mouth or gag even at like the slightest thing being in their mouth. It's because that gag reflex is really close to the tip of their tongue. It's actually right in the middle of their tongue, but to us, it feels like it's the tip because their tongue is so tiny. So this is actually very normal and not to be something that's feared. So when your little one is gagging, what do we do? Okay, first things first is we stay ridiculously calm. We don't want to freak out. We don't want to yank them out of the high chair before we need to. We don't want to be slapping them on the back, freaking them out, staring at them, asking them if they're okay over and over again to especially a baby. We want to stay calm. We want to encourage them and be their cheerleader in coughing and spitting things out and encourage them that way. Patting them on the back is a reflex most of us have, but actually that can cause gravity to do its job in bringing that object further down their trachea because we are literally loosening that object. So we don't want to do, we don't want to pat them on the back. Okay. So that can be really stressful. Um, So we want to stay calm. We want to encourage them to cough. We want to maintain that positive feeding relationship at the table with their food. If we intervene and we freak out, we're like, oh, no, 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 they're choking, they're choking. Get in here. Oh, my gosh. Call 911, blah, blah, blah. And then they're just gagging and they're fine. They're going to be scared of food. They're going to be scared of swallowing. They're going to be scared when they gag. And when you're scared, you go, right? That's like a common sound that we all make when we're scared. And when we we can actually take air and push it back into our mouth and bring it down into our lungs, which can also bring that object down with it. So we don't want to scare them. We don't want to teach them to make those noises. Instead, we want to continue to encourage them. And we want to continue the eating experience. Let them keep eating even if they have gagged, okay? So we don't want to pat their back. We don't want to gasp, lunge, yell, scare, bring too much attention to it, end the meal abruptly, or blindly swipe to get that food out. Okay. If you can see the food and it is sticking out and they need a little bit of help, it's fine to kind of tug at it, but I would not blindly swipe. Okay. So there is that. Now remember gagging is good. It actually is protective of them choking. So gagging is important milestone for them to hit 
in order to keep them from choking on food and truly having it be an emergent state. So it's actually good. Okay. We just need to kind of get our minds around that. I know it is scary as a mama to see your little one struggle to breathe or to cough, but this is actually really good. And we want to do things that actually encourage that gag reflex to move back, which oftentimes is feeding or allowing self-feeding, allowing them to feed themselves. Um, The biggest incidences of choking actually happen because food is put in their mouth without their permission, in a sense. Like it's not them putting it in their mouth. It's someone else deciding how big of a bite to put in there or they're not paying attention and they get food put in their mouth and they're caught off guard, which can lead to choking. So we actually want to encourage that self-feeding. We want to encourage using utensils that help stimulate that tongue so that they learn eventually how to manipulate food around their mouth without gagging. Now, a lot of times this can feel really overwhelming because it feels like it takes forever to get past the gagging stage and some foods trigger it worse than others. Every child truly is different, but we want to encourage that um, kind of mouth awareness that they get by eating foods and using utensils and drinking drinks and chewing on their hands and chewing on toys. All of that is bringing awareness to their mouth so that they get more proficient at chewing and masticating or moving the food around their mouth and eventually swallowing it. So reminder here, choking versus gagging. When you're watching your little one choke, it's going to be silent. It's going to be that the airway is completely blocked. They're not getting air in or out. They're going to have no effective cough. And sometimes they might even start to turn blue. Okay. So that airway is blocked. No effective cough means maybe they're, maybe they're trying to cough, you know, maybe they've got a little bit of air in their lungs, but it's not effective. Okay. There's no sound. Gagging is normal. Gagging sounds like coughing. It sounds like kind of those gagging, choking noises we think of. Those are actually gagging noises. And it can be silent for short, short periods of time, but usually they get a red face their eyes start to water. They may even vomit up food or spit out the food as well. Okay. So those are the big differences there. I know this can be a really scary and heavy topic. And that's why, again, I want to remind you to take an online CPR course. You will not regret it. Again, I'll leave that link for you in uh, in the description box below. You can check that out, but truly, truly, it's the best thing I did to feel at ease. And that's the biggest thing is once you feel at peace and you feel confident that if something were to come up, you would know how to handle it. Everything else becomes a little bit less stressful. It's not that the stress and the worry goes away completely because I promise you it doesn't, but being unprepared in that situation is infinitely more terrifying. So having steps knowing exactly what to do, what to look for, because in no way is this episode going to replace a CPR class. In no way should you take what you learned in this episode and apply it in real life in a way that is a life-saving or life-or-death situation. Okay, that is my disclaimer. Of course, I highly recommend you take a CPR course. If nothing else you do today, head over to Shannon Tripp's stories and watch her choking and gagging, or not gagging, just choking, choking highlight. I think she has one for babies and for uh, toddlers. I forget where she does like the cutoff. I think it might be if they're able to like walk, but anyways, I digress. So go check out her highlights. Super, super important. I'll try to remember to link her down below as well. So you can check those out for free right now until you can start your course. The course is good 
to watch with your entire family, like whoever you live with. Um, so I, I would highly recommend that. I definitely made my husband watch the one that I'm linking down below. So check that out. And I hope this episode was helpful for you. I hope it eased a little bit of your fears and made you realize that a lot of the things we call choking is actually gagging. And remember, gagging is good. Now, quick disclaimer, of course, like I said before, if they continuously gag, it doesn't seem to be getting better and you're concerned about it, trust your intuition. Once we have the knowledge, still trust your intuition and there's no harm in getting things checked out to make sure things are on the right path. All right, mama, I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait to see you next week with a brand new episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review. You can find more from me on Instagram at momandmerd. And please feel free to send me any questions or comments you may have by emailing me at alyssa at momandmerd.com. Until next time, mamas.